1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. Each and every week we give you what's happening in the world of Lucha Libre with promotions based in the U.S. as well as Mexico based and Luchador related news. And, well, as you can tell, I'm doing this a little bit off the cuff because we have a different format this week. This is Miranda Morales, and, of course, I'm being joined by my two co-hosts. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you?
2: I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Miranda?
1: I am doing great. And with that, we have the third member of this trio, and that's who? 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 It is the one and only Brendan Barr.
3: Hey, how we doing?
1: Doing great. Yes, this is our Christmas edition of the show. Of course, the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Well, you can find on LuchaCentral.com and also all of your favorite uh, podcast streaming platforms, including Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, PodBay Speaker, and much, much more. And of course, with our partners over at TheChairShot.com. For this week's episode, well, we did something a little different, and we hosted an interview with the one and only Little Cholo. Yes, you may know him from Lucha Underground. You know him if you are a West Coast wrestling fan. You've probably seen him all over the place. Uh And if you're a fan of Expo Lucha, of course, he's been featured there, as well as the deep cut itself wrestling society x so someone who's been on our television screens and live events for many many years and really kind of an unsung hero of, of lucha libre before we jump into the interview guys i just want to get your thoughts on uh some key things that you picked up on on the interview or key things that fans should listen to uh, on this interview with little cholo and dusty i'm gonna have you go first
2: Uh, One of the key things to me was the influence of Rey Mysterio. He mentions (laughs) it in his interview. We've talked about it with myself and others. Uh, Maybe it's just my personal experience, but I feel like lately this kind of confirmed my theory that Rey Mysterio is perhaps more influential than Santo simply because we don't have the footage. People don't know what he looked like in the ring. It was all movies. You know, that's all Mm -hmm. we have is him wrestling Mm -hmm. in the movies. And so I would say Rey's ring work is definitely more influential than Santo because of all the people that he's gone on to influence, people that, you know, see him as the pinnacle of Lucha Libre, and Lucholo himself sees him as the pinnacle of Lucha Libre, so I really liked that.
1: And, Brendan, what about you?
3: I Well, I'm going to touch on what Dusty was talking about first and just mention that, uh, that we, we did, during the course of the interview, make some Comparisons between the two because they are both west coast based uh luchadors that started in the u s around the same time yeah but uh but uh I for me, what I love is uh uh we he he let the secret out he's got a school and he's big on wrestling the next generation, like when we're talking about his uh his matches that he wants he he wants to wrestle the younger kids, he's not hunting down the legends, he's looking for the the future mm-hmm. legends, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that's something too to go up of what both of you are talking about, the influence him talking about how he got into Lucha Libre is definitely one of the funnier parts of the entire interview uh, that (laughs) you definitely have to listen to but I I also agree the fact that he's very excited about the future of pro wrestling um, and who is coming up and who he wants to face next so that I think too is something you really want to check out um, on the interview but the whole thing is really fascinating we talked a lot about uh, where you know his, he's worked previously, um, some of the promotions and shows very near and dear to our hearts, and things that he has up and coming. So make sure you listen to it, which will be coming up next. However, again, I told you this format is different this week, so instead of doing it at the very end of the show, we're actually going to be doing our plugs for the site now. Uh, so make sure you check out LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You can also check out Lucha lucha central on social media at lucha central on facebook and instagram and at lucha central com on twitter uh don't forget while you're at it to follow us on social media uh dusty where can our listeners find you on social media
2: i am on instagram at dusty murphy and i am on facebook at facebook.com slash dusty murphy
1: and brendan where can our listeners find you
3: i am three two one t-shirt guys that's the guy Three that's the numbers. Three, two, Three one, two, one, one and t-shirt guy is all spelled out.
1: And uh, me Miranda Oh. Ahead.
3: Uh, sorry, I didn't say i, I uh, the usual thing. i I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and of course I'm on Twitter because everyone knows I'm on Twitter at this point. Everybody.
0: Yes. <laughs> he is he is the designated <laughs> Twitter guy.
1: Uh I was just gonna jump in. Me Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out uh, and before I forget, uh, again, this week's Christmas format is a little bit different and our next two shows after this will be different because it is our annual end of year awards show. We have, uh, got that in place for our shows, uh, right around the New Year's and the week after New Year's. So we will be presenting our end of year awards uh, categories and nominees on the first episode. And then the week after that, we talk about all of the winners and why they were voted upon as such. So definitely check out our end-of-year awards episodes coming up in the next two weeks, Um, and we're just very excited for you guys to be able to listen to that, as well as our interview with Lil Cholo. Uh, It's, again, a, a great interview with lots of really cool tidbits of history, uh of experience, and also just someone who's a real ass dude. Uh So uh, <laughs> we were really honored to be able to speak with him on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And here you have it. Our interview with the one, the only, the legend, the West Coast staple, Lil Cholo.
0: easy feed and please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love for now this is denise salcedo signing off from lucha central central have a great week lucha-masks.com by pro wrestling revolution bringing you in partnership with mask republic the lucha brothers as well as japanese legend ultimo dragon Go to lucha-masks.com and fight lucha strong with masks from your favorite lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com powered by pro wrestling revolution.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of lucha libre. This is Miranda Morales being joined by Dusty Murphy and Brendan Barr and today we have a very special interview For all of you listeners. He is a veteran wrestler known for his work and influence in the Southern California independent scene. He has been featured on Lucha Underground, where he's gone by a few different names, Mr. Cisco and Mala Suerte, and also a show close to our hearts, a deep cut Wrestling Society X. He's also wrestled for Vendetta Pro, Venue Wrestling Entertainment, Board Promotions, GCW, PCW Ultra, and of course, Mass Republic's own Expo Lucha. He is one half of the Lucha homies with Mariachi Loco. He is known as El Mero Mero himself. Please welcome to the show, Leo Cholo. Thank you so much for being on today's show.
4: Wow, with an intro like that, man, I don't even know how we can go forward.
1: Oh, we got the questions lined up for you. We are all... Very big fans, especially us here out on the West Coast. Uh, You mean very, very much to us out here. You represent the West Coast uh, with pride. So thank you so much Uh, for your time today.
4: Thank you very, very much for having me. But man, like I said, that intro is, man, I wish you could announce me all over the place.
1: (laughs) We can arrange that. I'll give you my rates. We'll, we'll work on this. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Uh, but first, straight to business. You know, as someone, as I mentioned, you have really been a staple out here on the West Coast. You've been really instrumental in the California independent scene and in Lucha Libre. So, can you share with our listeners more about how you got started in pro wrestling, but especially Lucha Libre? What are some of your earliest memories, and how did that turn into a wrestling
4: career uh you know what uh long story short I um I didn't really watch Lucha Libre until around 93 94 and um Mm -hmm. that's when I really got into it Uh, I had never seen any masked characters before then I had seen like Santo and Blue Demon and stuff like that in in movies but I never really watched Lucha Libre outside of that I had always been a fan of like WWF uh, growing up as a kid but um yeah, right around 94 is when I got into it, and I just kind of just stuck with it uh, pretty much all the way up until I debuted in uh, October of
2: 1998.
4: 98? Wow. Yeah, very <laughs> cool. October 28th,
2: 1998. <laughs> Whew. How, did, how, how did you get started in training and stuff back then? Like, this was before the internet was really around. Like, yeah. how did you? Yeah.
4: I, I had no idea, uh, how to even get into, uh, wrestling. I didn't know that schools existed or anything like that. Um, I actually ran into, um, he was a, uh, buddy of mine in middle school and, um, I saw him walking around school with a wrestling t-shirt on and it had the ha- it had, uh, um, Perro Aguayo's face on it. And I recognized the face and I said, um, hey, you like wrestling? And he's like, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. And uh, he's like, my dad is a wrestler. And I was like, man, get out of here. Your dad ain't no wrestler. Especially around here. I'm like, your dad ain't mm-hmm. no wrestler. And then I just kind of blew it off. Um, I happened to be going to the Swap Meet, which is the Anaheim Indoor Marketplace, uh, kind of a famous place around here in Orange County. And uh, I saw a sign that said, L- free lucha libre. And I was like, what? I'm going to go check this out. So I went and I sat down in the front row and, um, I'm watching the show and I'm, I'm just like, I, I didn't, I didn't know how to react. I was like, this is the first time I'm seeing something like this in person. Um, it was something not like what you would see on TV at that during that time. And, um, I'm sitting there enjoying it and I feel a tap on my shoulder and it was my buddy from middle school. And, uh, I turn around like, Hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? I just came to check <laughs> out the show and he's like, Oh, well, my dad owns this. And I was like, what? Oh, (laughs) nice. And I was like, no. And he's like, you want to meet him? And I was like, sure. And, um, he introduced me to his dad, who was my, his dad being Martin Marin, my, one of my first original trainers. Yeah. And, um, uh, he introduced me to him and he goes, Oh, I hear you're a big fan of wrestling. Um, I was like, I'm for sure I am. <laughs> and, uh, he goes, well, yes, sir. <laughs> He goes, uh, well, we have a wrestling school here and we charge this much and this much. And honestly, uh, I couldn't afford it. I told him, you know what? I'm going to have to talk to my parents about it, but, um, we'll see what we could do. And, um, he told me straight out that day. He goes, you know, I can see it in your eyes that you really want to do this. And, um, if you come and help out at the shows, then you know I'll give you a break on the training, and I was like, "All right, cool." And then like, when can I start? And he's like, "Next week." And <laughs> I, I I never left after that. And oh, that's so cool. He, he knows.
3: He knows. Yeah, yeah. that's the trick. Is you, you spot the one that's gonna that's gonna stay like that. That's that's great. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah. And and Martine's legit. Like he was trained by <laughs> Dr. Wagner and Dr. Wagner Jr. Like he's
4: yeah it's, he yeah. he's got connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of connections.
2: Oh, and
3: but yeah, that, yeah.
4: Was, that was pretty
3: cool. We, You knew he had to be going the lucha route if he's running a lucha libre
4: show in, in the uh Southern California market, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, exactly. And uh, there wasn't a lot of lucha libre promotions around that time, uh, no. around here, and uh, it was crazy. That's where I um, that actual first show uh, on his show was the fallen Angels, Christopher Daniels, and wow, um. Wow. So, I was I I looked at him and I was like, who is this wanna be Shawn Michaels looking <laughs> dude? Back when he had hair, he had hair and everything. Oh my man. gosh! Yeah. yeah, and he walked out and he was strutting. So I even told Chris about this story, and he was like, he goes, oh man, my haircut. And I was like, yeah, he was rocking a mullet, you know, and it was it was it was pretty cool.
3: So uh so we got what you do you did from school. Did you stick with uh lucha libre after that when you started to try and break out into the Indies? Or did you uh
4: kind of just go wherever you could? I've kind of based my style off the of lucha libre. Um but you know, um people ask me what my what my style is and I it's I just I call it hybrid. It's just a hybrid <laughs> of styles. Um I kinda of mix up a little bit of everything, whether it be lucha libre, America style, pro wrestling maybe a little bit of the strong style and, you know, throw in some hood stuff, you know, so. Got to have some of that in there. (laughs) For sure.
1: We, I mentioned a few of the shows and events that you've been a part of. Uh, Specifically, again, fans will be most familiar with your work on Lucha Underground, Wrestling Society X, and even Expo Lucha. Can you kind of share your thoughts on some of the differences between Shows like that, especially Wrestling Society X and, and Lucha Underground, and how that even translates to a live event like Expo Lucha.
4: Um, going into Lucha Underground, there was a lot of uh, rumors and speculation that it was going to be kind of like a Wrestling Society X type thing, mm-hmm. and um, now they shut that down really quick just just <laughs> by the way that they mm-hmm. just by the way that they filmed it and um, the way the production was and stuff like that um you know wrestling society x was cool it would that that was definitely an experience in itself uh working with kevin and um the people you know his his production people uh they were they were pretty dope and then um you know that was definitely a learning experience for me because with that experience i took everything that i learned from there and used that in lucha underground and it definitely helped me for sure but um going on to the uh the live event stuff there I I I really wish Lucha Underground would have taken more advantage of what they were doing on TV to actually put out a live Absolutely. event. Um, yeah, live event product because uh, that was definitely something that was missed out on for yeah. sure. Yeah, that you? was. Go ahead, Dusty.
2: How were you approached to appear on Lucha Underground? I'm
4: sorry, uh, I kind of oh. lost you. Okay. Uh,
2: how were you approached to appear on Lucha Underground?
4: Um, I actually got the call um, directly from Krista Joseph. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if you really know who Krista Joseph is. Um, he was one of the guys. Uh, he used to write for WWE. Uh, he, was on, he was known as uh, Big Dick Johnson in WWE. Mm-hmm. And um, he, had, he had given me the call, and he had told me that uh, Chavo Guerrero had recommended me. And, um, when, yeah, me and Chavo had kind of, uh, hooked up, like we linked up, uh, earlier on in that year. And, um, I they had asked him if he knew anybody out here on the West coast that he'd be willing to put trust in to recommend. And, uh, he threw my name out there. So that's when I got the call from Chris.
2: Very cool.
3: Um, I, wow. I just got lost my train of thought. Go ahead, Miranda.
0: Well,
1: I kind of want to jump around. So we talked a little bit about the past. I want to jump into the future uh, because you are working right now with Venue Wrestling Entertainment um, and you will be kicking off 2022 off right with their new year's relaunch show on january 7th uh can you tell us i mean that show is going to to be big already matches have been announced including uh the feature of bandito you yourself have been featured uh, on a match as well with crazy chaos uh first time ever can you tell us kind of what is your anticipation going into this show
4: uh, I'm not sure if we're allowed to cuss on here, but uh I know that uh when okay. me and we're, being we're
1: giving, like, <laughs> we got uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also will let, let Kevin Kleinrock give the thumbs up on his behalf. As
4: well. <laughs> That's the box man. Uh, He's our box
3: man now. So, okay. Yeah, you do what our grilled you you cheese overlord.
4: I, I know that was the question I should have asked from before, but you know what? Going into the show, uh I'm very excited. Uh I've never wrestled Crazy Chaos uh, one-on-one before and uh, we're probably going to beat the shit out of each other so uh, it should be fun it should be fun
1: (laughs) I expect nothing less and and speaking of venue wrestling entertainment you were recently awarded the 2021 fan favorite uh, of the year and what does that mean to be recognized by the fans of venue wrestling entertainment like that
4: Uh, You know what? It felt dope because it's, it's an award. It's coming from the fans. And like I say all the time, you know, if it wasn't for the fans and, uh, you know, then we wouldn't be in the spots that we're in. So it it mean, it made it mean uh, a lot more for sure. But, um, yeah, you know, that's what we go and do. This is for them, you know, so uh, it felt pretty dope.
2: What would you say the biggest changes, you know, like you've been around for a while on the West Coast. What would you say the biggest changes have been on the West Coast scene in your time
4: wrestling? Um, you know, the biggest changes, uh, definitely the size in the wrestlers. It's definitely for sure. Uh, when I first started the, the sizes of the wrestlers compared to me when, when I first started, I was, I was definitely the smallest guy around. definitely the lightest guy around you can't tell by the way I look now but um yeah you're like
1: 20 years old I know you just celebrated a birthday
4: (laughs) you're still pretty small
1: correct you're not even old enough to drink
4: thank you so (laughs) much hey you were you were just making my day today (laughs) (laughs) that's what the that's nice. yeah, what we're here for. No, yeah. Uh I when I first started and uh I know I have some pictures online on, on my IG or whatever, but I was maybe like hundred and ten pounds soaking wet when I first started wrestling. So compared to you know, to everybody else, everybody was like six foot tall, six two, like two forty five, two seventy five. Um, I was just I was definitely getting tossed around like a rag doll, but You know, those are like pretty much the major differences from what I've seen now. A lot of the guys that are now definitely a lot shorter, Um, some are built, some are not. But um, I think that's probably the major difference uh, around that that has changed over the past years.
3: All right. So since we're kind of looking a little bit back and a little bit ahead, um, let's go with a little with an easy one that you get a lot of. Favorite match, and then anybody that you're looking for?
4: Oh, man, favorite match. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, um, the way I look at it, I, I like every match because, um, you know, as long as I come out of every match not getting injured and being able to do another one, I think that's that's pretty dope, and yeah. I like those type of matches. I also like the matches, um, you know, where they end up throwing money at the end of the ring, or at the end of the match, you know? <laughs> Yeah, those, everybody's got
3: to like those.
4: <laughs> those those are pretty cool. And you know what? Those just make it feel so much special because it, you know, it's it's like a you know, it's like a way of tipping us in a way, but it's like showing us that they really enjoyed what we did that night. And uh that really means a lot. But um as far as favorite match goes, I'm probably going to have to say which was my dream match, my ultimate bucket list. And it was the goal that I set going into wrestling Especially after um, seeing this man. He became my idol since I was a little kid. And uh, I told myself I either want to wrestle with or against him. And that was my match with Rey Mysterio Jr. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. He's
1: so influential um, in lucha and to the American audience, but I feel like you've also seen that from really the ground level with your training through the promotions you've worked for. And also there's a lot of parallels with both of you repping the West coast, the way that you do.
4: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Both of you are, are West coast staples.
4: We got it. We got to keep it 100. And, you know, I'm from Orange County and from the West coast and, you know, everything I do is for my West coast peeps, you know, and, um, even when I travel outside, uh, the West Coast and we go out to the East, we gotta show them how it's done. We gotta show them how we do it out here. And, uh, we're gonna do that till, till we can't do it no more. Yes.
1: I mean, I just, I just gotta pop myself here and be why <laughs> is West Coast wrestling the best wrestling? I feel like it's so underrated and undervalued compared to other scenes out there. But what do you think people are missing out in West Coast wrestling?
4: Oh man, you know, uh, I think they really need to give it a chance. That's what I really think they need to do. Um, It's, you know, we, when you first start watching it, it's like, you know, this is what we're used to. So they're like, oh, this is what we like and that's what we're used to and that's it. So anything else that comes around, they're probably like, nah, we don't want to watch it. But I think if they give it a chance and realize that there's so much talent out here on the West Coast that's untapped, uncharted, It's like they they're missing out. They're missing out for sure. Big time.
3: Big time. So when when you you mentioned what leaving the West, when you go out uh, away from the West Coast, are you able to just turn that into being like a little bit of the because you you might have not have noticed, but you have kind of this bad guy heat anyway. Do you you turn that (laughs) as part of the bad guy kind of aura you've got? Are you saying I look pretty mean? (laughs) I'm I'm saying you might have built a reputation. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs>
4: gotcha. No, you know
3: good,
4: what? You just
1: play one on TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know you you know what's funny is that everybody tells me like, man, you look so mean, but you're so nice. <laughs> and I and I and I don't I don't know how to take that. Like, is that a compliment or should I should I be it meaner is. or should I be meaner? No, I don't know, but it's... but um. Yeah, yeah, everybody usually they they usually like they always tell me it's like you know what we didn't want to approach you because you always look mad or or you look no just come up to me say what's up you know like I, I'm I'm cool I'm, I'm human just like everybody else so
3: cholo like, version yeah. of resting bitch face <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. they see this like and yeah that they don't want is me yeah we
1: all
4: can't <laughs> right now but that was like <laughs> feel it. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, they, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I do definitely take advantage of it sometimes, especially if, like, I'm working Rudo or a heel out, like, in, uh, Texas or, uh, like, New York, like, the all oh, the New York fans, they, they hated me. They hated <laughs> Good. Me so bad. And I, I, I really didn't know why, because all I, did jealousy. Was when I walked out, I walked out to the crowd and I, I just said, fuck New York. And, you know. I was, <laughs> So just, I didn't you just spoke some truth I mean, they what's like wrong with
1: that? apparently they don't like it when you say fuck new York I don't know i that apparently that's a big deal, I, but
4: yeah, you know uh, at the end of the night, you know, I ended up losing my match, and you know i I apologized to the crowd, and I said, you know what i I apologize, I didn't really mean to say, you know you guys suck or anything." But uh, we had wrestled in the night before in Boston. And then I closed out with saying, yeah, the the, the fans are way better in Boston than you guys. So um, (laughs) that that didn't go too well with them either. So
2: (laughs) you can't help yourself. It's all good.
4: It is what it is.
2: We talk about it on the show. But have you noticed there's a big difference between California Lucha and Texas Lucha? it like Texas is oh, yeah. more map based and kind of a brawling style and California Luches is more aerial based and a lot more you know fancy I guess for lack of a better word
4: it's just like the food out there it's just like the food um, <laughs> yeah. they, when they when, when they come out to here and they're like oh we're going to get some mexican food they think oh that ain't mexican food
0: <laughs> and then when we go out
4: there when we go out to Texas we're like oh let's go get some mexican food that's not really Mexican food. So they have they have they have their version. You know, they have a Tex-Mex version, and then we have our yeah. version. So uh, I guess it's uh, up to everybody's uh, taste, you know. Yeah.
1: We really talked to you about the importance uh, and value of lucha libre as a cultural aspect of pro wrestling. You know, what has lucha meant to you throughout your career?
4: Man, it's, um, it's meant so much, you know, it's, it's given me everything that I have, you know, it's given me every opportunity that's ever come my way. And, um, I'm so grateful for Luchili Ray and, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm just so grateful. And, um, it's such a, um, it's such a passionate, uh, style of wrestling. um it it it's not everybody's cup of tea but you know it's definitely mine for sure
2: so what are your big plans for 2022 you know we we touched on some of them but what else have you got on the horizon
4: um i want to step in the ring with a bunch of new talent that's out there um i there's so many possibilities and so many um I guess you could say dream matches that I want to have, but, um, yeah, I just want to go out there. I want to step in the ring. Um, I have a school out here in on in Orange County and uh, I want to be able to step in the ring with a lot of the talent that I'm helping develop, uh, out here. So that's uh, something that I definitely plan on doing in 2022. Also, like I said, like there's so much talent that's, that's being, you know, showcased all over, not, not just here on the West coast, but on the East coast that, I would love to get a chance to be in the ring with, um, you know, I've never had a one-on-one match with like Jack Hartwheel. I would love to have that happen.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, I um, you know, I'd love to be in the ring with Bandito. Um, yeah. There's guys like, um, uh, there's a guy out there. I believe he's from Texas. I'm not really sure, but his name is uh, ASF. Um, mm-hmm. he's 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 uh he's one kid that I would definitely want to step in the ring with um uh ultimately like i've always 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 wanted to step in the ring with homicide that's definitely uh, a dream of mine oh man. Be homicide. yeah 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 you dream just
1: match
3: you just all over ticked all of our dream match boxes with that one goodness
4: <laughs> he i have so much respect i have so much respect for that man and uh we have a lot of similarities in what we do in the ring and uh I would definitely love to go toe to toe with him, and um, I hope that happens. Uh, if not soon in in the near future. Oh man! Well, you've said it, so
3: hopefully we can make that happen. That'd be dope. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so you you tease the school, give us the shout out for your school, so that we can you know maybe help people walk in and and learn some wrestling. We I support wrestling. And wrestling school is big time as part of the, the independent scene, so.
4: Of course, of course. Well, we have the Lucha Homies Pro Wrestling School, uh, Pro Wrestling Slash Lucha Libre. Um, we do a little bit of, um, it's mostly Lucha Libre with American style psychology. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, we train people from the ages from nine until whatever age you want to be, you know. And, um,
3: that lucha tradition we right have, there.
4: Yeah, pretty much. Like right now, I have a nine-year-old who's in my class, and this kid is amazing. He's nine years old, and he is just flipping around and rolling around, and we were going hold to hold yesterday, and yeah, he's a lot smaller than everybody else, but I give this kid two years of nonstop training more, and he's going to be one of the best out there for sure. It's, libre yeah. in
1: it's finest. Yeah. It's nine we, years
3: old. We joke about that. One, one of my wrestler friends just said that luchadors do shoulder rolls coming out of the womb. And here you are training nine year olds. So <laughs> yep,
4: for sure. But yeah, if anybody's interested out here on the West Coast, Orange County specifically, uh, we have the Lucha Homies Pro Wrestling School here in Stanton, California. We have classes, uh, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday nights. And, um, you know, all you have to do is hit me up, uh, via IG or Facebook and, uh, I'll get them all the information.
1: Yeah. Little Cholo,
3: Sounds
4: Thank great. you
1: so much for your time on today's show. Please, yeah, feel free to share your social media so that way our listeners can find you.
4: Oh man. Yeah. The best way to find me right now, I've been a lot more active on Instagram. So you could follow me at littlecholo01 or on Facebook, uh, at juniorjrcholo.
1: Don't forget, you could check out Little Cholo uh, at Venue Wrestling Entertainment's New Year's relaunch show on January 7th. And, of course, I know we'll see a lot more of you throughout the new year. So make sure you follow Little Cholo on social media. So that way you get up to date on where you're going to be able to see him next. Thank you so much for your time. It has truly been an honor to be able to interview you today. Thank you for repping the West Coast. In wrestling, and uh, we will uh, make sure our fans know where you're at in the future.
4: All day, every day. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to continue to uh, show the world in 2022 why they call me El Mero Mero. (laughs) Right on. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm Miranda Morales being joined by Dusty Murphy and Brendan Barr. Don't forget to check out the Lucha Central weekly podcast at luchacentral.com. Also available on all major podcast streaming platforms. Uh, we're with you every week, so stay tuned. <laughs>